Good afternoon and welcome to Tree Talk episode 135 with myself, Jack Neville, and Matt O'Callaghan of the Weekly Observer and Vale Star. We have so much to get through today, Matt. Uh, we're looking forward to the quarterfinals in the senior, intermediate, and junior football championships. We have the second round of the ladies' football championships to come. We're looking back on the knock well, the knockout stages for the hurling were confirmed over the weekend. We had the first round of the Komogi Championship, and as always, we have our predictions. So do stay tuned. Impression the game, we get all with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it. No more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, it's Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the Saturday game. Let me find out there from the world court today. No more about him. He made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the bar and the fact of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Before we get into the cut and trust, you're laughing again. Before we get into the cut and trust of the, the sport weekend, Matt, I'm just actually looking back on the podcast. I've just noticed I've never actually asked how you are any week, um, even though I don't see you for one of the week next. So, how have you been keeping, Matt? I suppose we'll start I've, with. I've been keeping very well, Jack. I have been keep, keeping very well, as you know. I was down in your beautiful part of the nick of the woods on on no. on on Sunday. I've been keeping very well, and do you know something, Jack? I went down to Ballystein uh, on Sunday with a spring in my step, because I was just after witnessing my beloved Linro um, beating Drummond at Laka and qualifying for um, qualifying for the county semi final for a second year in a row. And um, it, it's not so much the victory. Um, but the manner in which they achieved it, because I would have given, I, I would have given long odds at halftime that Linroo would be contesting the quarter, the, the semi-final. They, they, they were extremely poor in the first half, but they, 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 they really showed their mettle in the second half, and it tr- was a great win. So I went down to your beautiful nick of the woods. I hadn't been down as far as Ballystein, been in the Skeeton quite often, um, but didn't make my way to Ballystein um, for quite a long time until until last Sunday. And um, I must say that I'm hugely impressed um, by your facilities down there. Um, well done. Um, you have a lovely setup down there. And um, you have to be credit for that. But, of course, as as you know, what my business down there was was to launch um, uh, this, this wonderful book by by your club mate, Paul Anglam. Yeah. And... Um, as, as you can see, you can't quite see behind me here at the minute, but there are books everywhere. I'm at the stage of I nearly have to store, start storing books on my knee now, Jack. I have so many. <laughs> but an awful lot of them are, are, um, are club histories, and and um, I, I, I would be very, very interested in them. But this, not because I was involved in the launch of it, Jack, this is a very, very special production, trust me, um, because... It's as comprehensive a history as I have ever read of of um, of, a, of a GA club, insofar as that it 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 it, it captures right from pre GA days back to about the mid eighteen sixties seventies. 
it captures the role and the part that GA has played in the community and the importance of it. Sometimes these productions um, can get carried away with, 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 with series of, of facts and um, listing, um, we won the junior B first round in such and such a year and such and such a date and such a place. And that's all very fine. And that's all contained in here. In, but, you know, if it's, a, it's, 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 a, it's a club history extending to 450 pages. Which, which says it all, painstakingly and lovingly researched by, by Paul, which Paul Anglam, which was which was a labor of love. And obviously, if you're from Ballysteen, yeah. it will be of huge interest to you. But I would suggest that this 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 volume is of anybody that's interested in GA clubs, you know, and the progress of GA clubs and how GA clubs have you know, stood the test of time um, through, what, 137 years since the foundation of the Ballysteen Club. Um, uh, this this is the book that, uh, you know, is absolutely, it's a perfect example of what an excellent club history is. This is this is one that Paul can be extremely proud of. And, of course, years, the members of the Ballysteen and Eskeaton Clubs can also be very, very proud of it, Jack. But I... It, it just doesn't have traction in in Askeaton and Ballysteen. I think this 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 deserves a, a wider audience, and and I couldn't highly recommend it enough. Um, for the sake of of of, of twenty euros, amount of copy in it, the amount of imagery in it, the amount of information that's in it, absolutely, absolutely fantastic, and and full credit to Paul. Yeah, the huge credit goes out to Paul Englund. I actually have. Mine here at me as well, just sitting on the desktop. But I just want to say a huge thank you to you, Matt. And it was a pleasure listening to you. Um, your your knowledge of the history of GA and the history of Ireland in general is incredible. And one of the boys actually said it to me. He just turned to me at one session. He goes, Matt has some vocabulary. The, the words you're using, I didn't understand at all. And um, that just says they were, meant, they, were, they were especially to baffle you, Jack. <laughs> well, I was definitely baffled. But um, it was a great day. And look, again, a huge thank you to you. That, that book is actually on sale. In Centre and Eskeaton, Moran's Hardware Shop in Eskeaton. And um, if you want to get in touch with me, I'm sure we can hook you up with one. There's only a limited edition, as you said. Obviously, it's a special connection for me being from Ballystine, but um, it is definitely a collector's item for any Limerick GA fan. But um, again, just absolutely, you. that's that's the point I'm making. And yeah. there are there are a lot of people, and and I I spoke to one or two collectors who were there. Um, at, at at the launch, and you probably saw them. They're well-known collectors of of this kind of archival material, and particularly club histories. And they 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 were from the, singing from the same hymn sheet that I was singing, um, waxing lyrical about it. This is this is this is a special production, Jack. Trust me, it 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 it, it really is like it's 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 compelling reading from the time you pick it up. Now I got a copy of it. I got an advanced copy of it, obviously, because I I had the privilege of of doing the launch and had to get 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 dug into it. But you know, um, you you'd say you'd spend. I'll give ten minutes, a half an hour to this, and not possible to oh. stretch and stretch and stretch. It it hooks you in. You know, it's it's an excellent production. Yeah, I found myself um, eating breakfast the other day, and it was forty-five minutes had passed, and I didn't even realize. But I suppose that's that's enough um, for for Belly Steen for this part. But we'll get into it uh, with the dare game coming along. But we we we'll we'll with... be talking about Belly Steen. I better be very very careful, as Alan Kio reminded me on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, you've gone against us a few times though. 
Um, it, it's time to change our tune, I think. But look, the Limerick Senior Football Championship quarterfinals are the main attraction this weekend. Um, obviously, every team has had a three-week break. We'll start in order of sequence of how they're going to be played over the weekend. Um, we'll look into the intermediate championship ones when we're doing our predictions later on. And we'll have a quick glance at the junior A. Look, we'd love we'd love to go through every game this weekend because there's so many. But because there's so many, you, you can only give time to to a certain few. And when you're at a quarterfinal stage of a senior championship, it has to take precedence. So Mona Lean versus Father Casey's in the LIT Gaelic Grounds on Friday evening at half seven, I suppose. It, two teams that probably are thinking they should be there every single year and probably haven't been as good as we expected. How do you see this one going? Yeah, Jack, you, 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 you're absolutely right there. Um, two teams that, that, that um, you know, think that they should be there every year. And if, if, if their performance at underage was, was the criterion or the benchmark to go by, they should be there. But that, that's that's not the way it has happened. Like um, we, we have to go back to ninety uh, to 2016 since Mona Lee and last won the championship. And we have to go back 10 years further since Father Casey's won it. Which to me is one of the great enigmas and the great, the the, the great mysteries about Limerick football because they've had such a level a level of success, particularly at minor level, and in many ways I I I liken them to the to the Galway hurlers, who don't seem to be able to translate minor success into even under twenty one and adult success. Well, certainly not under twenty one to the same degree anyway. Um, this this is a very interesting game now. All the pointers and all the forum would would, would suggest Mona Lean. Um, they were very very impressive in in the um, in in the group stages. Um, they had a good win. Um, they had a very good win over over Clahan, I, I I think in the, in in the second uh, first round, and and then they had a they had a big win over 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 Ballylanders. Now. It it, it 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 wasn't just a win over Ballylanders, not the margin for that matter, but it, it, it was the significance of it. And I, I think we, we we spoke about this earlier in a previous podcast, Jack, that um, that Ballylanders were a bogey team for for, for Lane. For 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 the last three for the last three years, this this was the fourth year in the championship, uh, the fourth year in a row that they had met in the championship. Ballylanders had won the previous three, but by God, there wasn't any doubt. Now they were very very tight in all occasions. By I think there was two one point wins and a, and a two point win. But by God, it didn't come down to the wire this time. Uh, Monaleen made sure of that. Now, I saw Monaleen as far back now as I saw him in the league final against Newcastle West, and I was hugely impressed with what I saw. I was very, very impressed with... with, with, with they're a team in sort of in transition, Jack. You know, um, there are a lot of new faces in it. And, and I, I think what, 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 um, what, what really impressed me about him was... Um, the manner in first of all in which they they won the league, um, the manner in which they beat Newcastle West, but they beat Newcastle West um, without Don O'Sullivan, and we, we we know what Don O'Sullivan brings to the table, and they were half the, they were half the game with, without Brian Donovan. Now Brian Donovan did come in and he did he did make a notable contribution, and um, you know, but I, I was hugely impressed by him, but. So much for 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 Mona Lee and um, Father Casey's now in, in the group stages. Big big win over Galbley, and then they met their old rivals, 
um, Newcastle West and um, really, really um, Newcastle West hit him, hit him for six early on and, and um, they, 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 they weren't able to recover. Like we're saying every year, like, um, is this going to be Father Casey's year? And like, it, it isn't that they're not... It, it isn't that they're not bringing the players through, like because they brought they, in the in the last two years they have brought brought through at least four or five of of of, of those top miners, but, but but they seem not to be able to transition it to senior now. You know, p- perhaps there's a certain level of impatience um, that that you know that, that an expectation maybe of instant results if you if, if you if you put in a plethora of players that were that won county minor championships and in some cases uh, players that won a couple of them um, that you get immediate response it doesn't work like that but um, they've, they've been doing that for a while now and 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 they don't seem to be getting any nearer it's it as I say it's an enigma for me and and mystery for me because. You know, you would say to yourself that they probably have a pool of players to die for. Yeah. But that, but that, 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 that is not the case, unfortunately, for the Abbey Fieldmen. So, um, are you keeping the predictions to last, Jack? Yeah, I'll hold you off predictions. You can take your time because you seem to be on the fence already. We're only the first game in and you're on the fence, but I'm. Um... No, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not in the No, I'm not in defence on this one. But <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying. Do you want me to make the prediction now of what I think, no, or do you want we'll, me to wait? We'll we'll wait till the end. We can just go through the games. And I think for Father Casey's sake, could it be? I don't know. Is, is is having too many good players ever a problem? But do players get unhappy if they're starring on minor teams and they don't make the transition straight away? It could mm. be a factor. But like one way or another, Monlin and Father Casey's one of these teams is going to be into semi final. And I think once they can kind of get that far, that they'd be a real threat to whoever they play. It'd obviously be a draw. But moving on into yeah, well, they, you see, for for, for one of them on come come Friday evening, they're they're going to be kind of step further than they were last year. Yeah, because both of them were beaten in the semi final last year. Um, uh, Belly Landers, as I said, beat Monalee, and, and uh, some crowd down in the estuary beat Father Cases. <laughs> Yeah, I hope, hope we're hoping for the, the same result, but we'll wait on for Valley Scene for a minute. Um, then the, the, on Saturday, then you have you obviously have a relegation playoff as well as the quarterfinal between Ula and Galtie Gales. We'll talk a small about relegation afterwards, but on Ula and Galtie Gales, like I think Galtie Gales, um, you often see it in Premier League, kind of a second season syndrome where a team is brilliant the first year and then falls by the wayside the second year. Galtie Gales have totally reversed that and. I know from first-hand experience how much they have improved, and I was, I was talking to manager John McGrath afterwards, and he was just saying about the improvements they made in the league, and results might have been there, but he blooded a lot of players. And for me, like, even though Ula were in the final two years ago, like I'd be really fancying Galtie Gales this weekend. How do you see this one going? Yeah, you're right there about Galtie Gales. Um, you you would think that the the second season syndrome would click in, but it, it, you're absolutely right when you say it has clicked in in reverse. But um, I, I felt at the start of last year when Galtie Gales were struggling in the group stages, they, they, they actually lost to Ula in the opening round in their first game yeah. back at senior level last year. They subsequently lost to Bellylanders, subsequently lost to St. Cairns and didn't beat them Colour Broad for two... Um, two um, to to preserve their status, I I and uh, most of those games were very close now, Jack, yeah. and and um, 
uh, I, I, I felt that they were only a, a game or a breakaway, you know, from from getting it right. But when they faced St. Cairns in, in, in the first round in, in Martinstown this year, it was a massive game for Galtie Gales. Massive game for two reasons in that they were idle the first day um, uh, because Ballystine and St. Cairns were involved in the first round. But they knew the permutations. Get, get a win. And apart from apart from it being a first win, it ensured that that they were safely into the quarterfinals and they were above all safely out of relegation, that the spectre of relegation and the fear of relegation was gone. And uh, you know, it it it, it the, and you saw again against your own Ballystein and you were playing against them. Um, they upped the performance considerably. Now it was a very very tight group, Jack. Yeah, very 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 tight group. Ballystein beat Cairns by a point. Galtie Gales beat beat um, Cairns by a point, and Galtie Gales beat Ballystein by three points. If if I'm correct. Five, unfortunately, I love your question. Or five, it was, was it, Jack? Five, yeah. Well, I, was, I, was, I, I, <laughs> I didn't want to upset you by... Yeah, no, I, and we'll get on to that, how close the group was, because St. Kieran's, like, with a points differential of minus two and in a relegation semi-final... Yeah, that's, but... that's, that's the point I'm coming to, yeah, and yeah. making that point. And I know we'll be talking about Kieran's in the context of the relegation shortly, but um, it, it was a tight group. So, But um, after getting that win against St. Kieran's... Um, the Gales were obviously liberated, you know. Now um, we have, we had the situation then with with with, with um, Ula, and I suppose if you if you if you were to get a draw from Hell um, in the Limerick Football Championship, um, uh, the, the name that should come out to be facing you in the first round is a dare. So. Uh, they, they 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 had they they had I won't say the pleasure, um, or what would you call it? Something it's other pleasure. than a pleasure. Of having to tackle a dare in the first round, and of course, um, they 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 went down to a dare, and they subsequently were fortunate to get over the Pearshick by a point. Now, the, 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 some of the main hurlers are not playing this year, like the Richie English, Darrow Donovan, Pat Ryan. I think are not are, are focusing solely on hurling and Dunes bid to finally make the breakthrough. Um. So um, th that is where all uh, are at now. It's it's it, it's only it, it's only 2019 that Ula took the Limerick Football Championship by surprise and by storm by going all the way to the county final, where they lost where they lost to uh, a Newcastle West team that they had beaten in the group stages. So. Um, <sighs> This is going to be a hard one to call, but I'll call it when the time comes, Jack. <laughs> a strategic answer if I've ever heard one. And um, then we will talk to the relegation um, as, a, as a group. And on mm. Sunday, then you have a, a double header of um, quarterfinals. Obviously, Ballycina there in the Bog Garden, and then Newcastle and Clahan in McNeville Park. We'll start with McNeville Park fixture. Um, and we spoke there about Celtic Gales. Our first year was tough for them. Clahan, like, Clahan, like are a senior side, like you'd always associate Clahan with senior football. They were gone away for 10 years, but they've they've bounced back um brilliantly. They beat by the Landers, who were in the final mm -hmm. last year in their first game, which is a daunting enough task. Now they have obviously lost to Moline, which you touched upon, but they are facing Newcastle West, who in recent years, alongside Adair, have probably been that level ahead of everyone else. Like 
how will Clahan go about this game and try and upset the odds? Because they're definitely up against it here. They're up against it. Um, the, 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 there isn't a doubt about that. But I think there will be a, a huge palpable sense of relief in Clahan, which I witnessed at the final whistle um, after the game uh, in the Ballylanders game when they, they, they like Galtie Gales, were absolutely relieved that they had they had got to win and that it practically assured them that they wouldn't be facing into a relegation squabble. So um, that, that, that was huge for them. So, um, like, Tahan are one of the great, um, you rightly said there, that they're one of the great um, clubs of, of, of um, in, in Limerick. And it's, it's, it's not too long ago since, um, what, 35 years ago, since since Clahan completed the county double, seeing a hurling and seeing a football, which you know phenomenal success. Now they they have found they have fallen and, and had time since in in, in both codes. But the the, the 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 revival in the football and the, 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 this is the type of revival that I particularly like, Jack. And we spoke about it in the context of the emergence of of um, of um, Kildimo Palace Kennery. I, I I think this this Tahan revival is based on on pretty solid foundations, because it isn't as if they came from nowhere in 2020 to to win the the the, prim, uh, the intermediate football championship. They have been serving notice and they have been there or thereabouts for the last what nearly four or five years. Yeah. And and like it 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 wasn't a question of will they, but when will they. I I I think, and the breakthrough came last year, and that that was a very very good result that they got, particularly in the county final, because they were up against the Gerald Griffin's team, who were on an, an atonement mission from from the previous year, in that they had lost uh, to Galtie Gales after um, after um, a replay. So um, it, it you know to many they were including myself anyway they, they they were outsiders going into that that county final last year I expected that Griffins would would complete the job uh, of um, winning promotion back to senior last year but that that's that isn't the way it happened so I I think um, what I would say is that I I would think that Newcastle West um, will ignore the threat of Clahan at their peril. You know, I saw him against Barry Landers, a very, very good workman-like side, um, able to craft good scores and crafted a couple of very good goals on 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 that evening. And if you can, if you if you have a team out there that can create scores, create goals, and above all, Jack Takem, you know, you're a long way there. But of course. Newcastle, you know, are, are the team champions in, in 2019, then lost out to there last year. Um, through the group stages, they, they, like, they, they had a fortuitous enough win over Galbley in the first round. I, I, I personally was very, very disappointed with Newcastle West um, from what I saw of them in the league final. And um, that disappointment was only enhanced and confirmed when, when I saw him in in the um, in 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 the um, first round against Galbley, where, where where they scrubbed through by two points, and and like Galbley had a you know many people say they had a legitimate claim for a penalty right at the very very end. So you know that 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 is how how near that Newcastle West came. I'm not saying to being involved in relegation. But um, what I'm saying is that they, they came that near to providing a different narrative for us at this point. 
But then, yeah. of course, and and we rightly flagged it here in this 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 um in 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 our predictions for for their game against them um, against um Father Casey's that like if anything was to, to focus Newcastle West and and relaunch a serious bid for the championship, um it would be a game against Father Casey's, and yeah. that's that's exactly how how it transpired. And the question is, will they build on it now? I suspect that they will, because I believe that I believe that the talent is in the team. If 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 you look at the Newcastle West team, all over the place it's laden with talent. Even look at the bench behind you, when we're down on the sideline covering their games, it's laden with talent. You know they they have one of the most impressive and exciting panels in Limerick football, and that has been the case, Jack, for the last number of years. Yeah. And you would have said that they would have a panel that would have won certainly more county titles than they have won. That they, yeah, you know, yeah. they've won two. You know, had 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 Newcastle picked up four, five, six county titles in the last decade, I don't think anybody would have been surprised. No, they just the thing with Newcastle, they they seem to have a bad day in them every year. Um, well, I don't know if you count the, the losses that they're in. Um, last year as a, as a bad day, um, but it, certainly in 2018 they were heavy favourites against uh, Ballylanders. They would have been heavy favourites against Adair in 2017 and lost a late goal, um, mm. and lost the drum in a very very poor semi final in 2016 when they were champions. And like just it was a horrible game. Really, I remember it. It was a long time ago, but I still remember it. But six points, be- six six points to one two, Jack. Yeah, like to score one eight over the course of the game is. Is mad, but I think football itself has has transformed as a game in in the time. But Clown will be hoping that Newcastle will have an off day, but maybe that Galway game in the first day was their off day, and they're they're ran for all for the rest of the year. Yeah, we'll well, to- I I I I I would I would contend if there's one off day that Newcastle West have, um, you know, per year they've had two this year because I felt I I, I was usually disappointed with with Newcastle West in 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 the in the league final, Jack. I know you can say it was the league final, but it was a properly structured league this year, and. Um, you know, um, I, I was very, very disappointed and very, very disappointed with him in particular because as, as I flagged earlier on when we were talking about Monlene, Monlene rode out Donald O'Sullivan. We know what Donald O'Sullivan brings to the table and and, 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 and Brian Donovan, you know, and now he came on the second half. But, um, you know, I, I was fiercely disappointed with him and again, I was disappointed with him Um against Galbally because they certainly didn't measure up to what I expected. But I still felt in there was a team that couldn't be serious challengers for it. They had to be, unless we were misjudging the thing altogether. But, um, you know, I suppose they, they, they gave us a little snippet of of of, um, of what they're capable of against Father Casey's. I think I, I I I I think it was kind of a message to tell all, all of us doubting doubting Thomases, we're back. Yeah, and I don't think I'd ever doubt Newcastle going into. Not that, that they were ever away, but um, you know that um, we're not as bad as you think we are anywhere. Yeah, they got back I, to winning ways, Jack, emphatically. And I suppose while Newcastle probably have threatened to win all around them, um, they, they like a day or have. Adair have won three out of the last four. They were beaten by Newcastle in the best game in Limerick football in a long, long time in 2019. 
and this weekend they play ourselves by Listine. And look, it's not a case of the, the cuteness of Kerry to talk up your opponents, like, but for Ballystine, like you're you're up against the defending champions, three wins in four years. Um, what is it, two losses since they got promoted? Um, like it's it's like Adair are the team to beat this year, and for Ballystine, like again, as I said, Khan back or backs against the wall, like for ourselves this weekend, like. They are heavy favourites, is what I'm trying to say here, essentially, and they have reason to be. They have, you, you know. And in, in fairness, the forum su suggested, um, um, Jack, um, like, yeah, they have been like they have been outstanding, absolutely, for the last four years. Even even the one they lost, they've been outstanding. And as as I said to you, um. A couple of times in this cast that that um, my one big disappointment about it there last year was they didn't get an opportunity to benchmark themselves in Munster Championship football because I am Munster Clubs Championship because I I, I thought them um, um, they had given it a good shot the year before the previous time that they were in it and I felt that they were far more ready for it this time and um, all those players are still around and the the, the thing we seem to forget about it there is that. Um, they seem to have been around and around at the top forever. Um, they're so long there now, but they're still, they're like the Limerick Hurlers. They're still a very, very young team. Yeah. They made the breakthrough as, as a very, very young team. And like, they, they, they're, they're exciting. And, and um, like, it, they play the type of football that you can you can watch all day long. But they're up against very tough customers, Jack, on Sunday. And there seems to be a different dynamic and a, a different type of uh, momentum behind Ballysteen when it comes when it comes to the championship. We saw how close that they pushed. Um, um, uh, sorry, when it comes to the knockout championship, we saw how close they pushed Newcastle West in 2019. Mm. Got all the way to the semi final last year, and Father Casey's. Um, uh, don't need a reminding that they went into the semi-final as red-hot favourites and were comprehensively beaten. Was it 13 points to eight or something like that, Jack, or 14 points to eight? I think it was 14, yeah. Yeah, but it was comprehensive anyway. Yeah. So, like, Palestine seem to take on a new life of their own when they, when it when it comes to knockout football. Now, I, I, I know there are a couple of big names going to be missing. You're going to be missing the experience of, of, of Paranahan um, who's who who has an injury and has vast experience, and like you, you're you're going to be missing above all Danny Neville. Um, like uh, we, we 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 we've said so many times what Danny Neville brings to the table. Absolutely, he's a huge last twenty club. But um, I, I I'm very slow. Um, um, I I hear I hear people in in the last week or so writing off Ballystine. Um completely and prepared to dance on their grave i'm 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 not prepared to do that at this stage no your your dave low and belly steen has finally made you see the light but um yeah we'll, we'll talk more when we get into predictions but obviously i'm gonna go at my own club but like it will be it'll be an upset win if we can win on sunday but it like it, it should be a good game and so should all four games like there's obviously favorites in every game that's going to be played but like you'd imagine there's going to be some real high entertainment games. We'll come back to the, the senior football when we do our predictions and we'll look at the intermediate football when we do our predictions. But just the Premier Junior um, 
quarterfinals round this weekend. We have Castlemahan, Croom, Moncollins, Ate, Monaghe versus Newcastle West, Keely Drunkeen versus Father Casey's. Just looking at those four fixtures, Matt, um, anything stand out for you and who do you think will come through? Croom, Ate, Monaghe, and Kiltiri Drunkeen. <laughs> there you have it. Um, yeah, I said from the start that Ate were my favourites to win this. I'm still. I've not changed my mind on that, but the West Derby one, Collins, is a, is a tough one. But like when you look at the amount of West teams there, it, it's it's mad. Um, I wouldn't be great with Chalkford there, but six out of the eight, and what I'm counting there. But I'd agree with you in, in all of the all of those cases. Obviously, Monaghan got to the final. Well, I suppose this is the first year at Premier Junior, but Monaghan were Junior A finalists. I think they were caught by Krakora, who eventually won the championship. Moving on to the Junior A, then you have. Benoit versus Brewery, Mungert versus Ballybrick and Boromore, Phoenical Meady versus Dare and St. Pat's versus Camo Grovers. And look, you don't want to just glance over these games with the four names again, Matt. It's it's I I I I can tell you anyway, Jack, it's 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 ticket only and there will be precious tickets in <laughs> at Croom on Sunday morning. For um, for yeah. Ben Oak and and Brewery, great rivals, of course, and and the greatest rivalry of all, of course, is between Brewery and Drummond Atlaka, and yeah. Drummond Atlaka and Ben Oak are combined in football, so that will give you a sense of, of what that is all about. I'm going, I'm going for Brewery, I'm going for Barry Brick and Bohemore, Phoenical Media, and St Patrick's. Yeah, I I'm going to go up and Oak in the, the first one against you there. I think Barry Brick and Bohemore win as well. And so it's in fact, but I think a dare. I I just the way the the teams that are coming through. I know from the senior team, it's fairly established um, who's going to play and who's not. I'd still just fancy a dare, but we'll we'll see. Obviously, we'll touch more when we get to semi-finals on them. Yeah, it did. You know, there's just a cautionary note there in 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 that. Um, um, as far as I recollect, in the 2020 West Junior B football final. You'll probably say, what has that got to do with it? But but Phoenical Media, this same Phoenical Media and this same Adair team met in it. And Phoenical Media were red hot favourites and Adair won it by a point. Yeah. So, Jack, there is some merit in what you're saying. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes I make sense more often than not. I don't. Um, staying on the team of the of football, and we're back for a football weekend in the three dental ladies football championships and i'll just throw up the fixtures here for you matt obviously in the senior championship all mill get their campaign underway against st alby's st alby's obviously drew against bell landers in the first round bell landers have a bye this weekend and mona gay it's the first time we've seen the 2018 champions uh this year they play fiona castman who are obviously huge winners um in the first round i'll just take that off the screen matt um we'll start with all mills versus st alby's um St. Elby's will be the favourites. Can you see any way that the All Milk come away with a win? No. Uh, well, I, I think they'll find it difficult. It, it's their first day out. Elby's will, will have the advantage of a game under their belt. Elby's, of course, are going for, for, for three in a row this year. Now, yeah. they dug out a result against Ballylanders because Ballylanders were on the threshold of picking up the, the points in that game and, and um Elbys came back and and drew, but the an, the answer to your question is that 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 um I cannot I 
you know, it, it's going to it's going to be very very difficult. Now they have a good sprinkling of of, of players, uh, of well known players in all mill like uh, Limerick goalkeeper Sophie Hennessy, Roshin Ambrose, Iris Kennelly. You know, good very good players, um, but have 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 they enough of them against the power of Elbys? Um, I suspect not, Jack. No, and as well, they were intermediate champions two years ago, so they're still getting accustomed to the grade, like they haven't been in senior without a COVID season. Um, you, again, you, you just fancy Elbys with that experience. Then mm. the, the second game is probably more intriguing, Mona Gay versus Fiona Castman. Like, obviously, Fiona Castman for 720 to 1-1 winners over St. Bridget. It'll kind of clarify a lot, um, this game at the weekend. Um, have Fiona Castman improved that much, or were St. Bridget's just very poor in the day, or or what's the scenario in that group, really? Yeah, I tried to get a fix on it since when we 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 spoke about it, and I failed spectacularly to do so. I, I know I was busy now, and I didn't conduct an exhaust an exhaustive inquiry into why Jack. But um, there seems to be something wrong here, like seven twenty to one two. Like it's very very hard to imagine that Bridget's have fallen through the cracks that 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 level or to that extent because like they're doing wonderful work over there and um, they 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 have a lot of players that have represented the county at different levels and uh, and continue to represent the county at 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 different levels and it, it's you know I thought they had made the transition from intermediate they won the intermediate about four years ago was it. Um, yeah. And I, I, you know, I thought they had bedded down into senior football, but um, like you know, it, it doesn't um, it doesn't augur well. Like if you if you suffer that kind of a defeat, now all, all right, you can say, look, um, it, it's it's one of those round robins where you know, just like the late late show, there's one for everybody in the audience. Um, <laughs> everybody qualifies at the end of the day. It it yeah. it it's it, it, it's only a grading exercise, if you like, or a seeding exercise. But to get that type of defeat, um, you know, what it does for morale, I I I I'd be seriously worried. But but Jack, Monaghan was so near, was so near Saint Elby's last year. Um, like Monaghan are a very uh, top, an absolute top side, and um, it 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 um, um, it'll be interesting, you know. Um, of course, I suppose we we, we will see that. Um, um, I'm, I'm I'm just wondering, of course. Um, you had Fiona Castlemahan last year without Rebecca De Lee. And um, Rebecca De Lee is back on board this year. Um, unfortunately for for her, um, she was ruled out in 2020 because of that horrendous injury she received in the league against Tipperary. Um, but thankfully for Limerick and thankfully for her clubs, um, that, that, that she's she's back on board, and she would certainly absolutely make a huge difference. But um, for me, Monaghan ticked, ticked an awful lot of the boxes. I thought they were unlucky in the county final last year. Um, yeah. uh, but it 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 was Elby's, um, just a little bit of extra guile and that little bit of experience that that took him over the line. So I I I I have a fancy here, even though that Fiona Castleman have a huge morale boosting victory and a game under their belt. I'm I'm I I would fancy that that um, I, I'd fancy that you you know Monigale win this one, Jack. Yeah, I'd, and it'd be very interesting as well because I'd imagine a good few of the players will have played for Newcastle Camogie together um, over the weekend to, to see them up against each other. But 
as you said, it's only a grading, ex not only a grading exercise. You obviously want to win every game, but all six sides will go through. Um, I'll get up those um, fixtures again for the Intermediate Championship. From Cutter Broadford, who were obviously champions last year, opened their campaign against Ula, who were a comprehensive winners over Nakani in the first round. And then Munger St. Paul's, who were obviously beaten by Drum last year, play Maru Bohor, who opened their campaign. Um, how did she do one going, Matt? Yeah, Jack, um, actually, would you believe that um, when I was looking at the fixtures Joe, um, um, in preparing my piece for the paper, I, I found myself far more excited about the potential of the games in the Intermediate Championship than I did in the Senior Championship this particular weekend. And that's no disrespect to them because yeah. you, you, you have four decent teams out there and you have two games that would be very, very difficult to call. Now, Drum Bradford are champions. And they play, they, they, they play Ula. It's a fast uh, emerging Ula side who are who are in improving, and and will really really put it up to the champions. But um, I I don't think they'll they'll get over them this time. I I, I I'm fancying Drum Bradford to get off to a, a winning start. They have a very very good team and and a very very good team behind them. So that 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 um, I I fancy them. The second game is intriguing. We have Mungrid St. Paul's, um, who were runners-up last year, and they're facing, they're facing Maru Bohor. Now, we know the number of players from Maru Bohor that are part of the Limerick senior team at the moment, which you, you'd imagine gives them a, a head, head start. And, of course, I suppose they're unique in many ways in, in Limerick football and that they, in, in, in that past existence not very, very long ago that they, that they have won an All-Ireland Clubs championship. So um, um, I'm. Would you believe? I, I honestly think that Maru Bohor might win this one. Um, if you if you if you nail me to the crosses at where Jack, I'd, I'd be going for Maru Bohor. Yeah, I I I just fancy Munger in that one. Just um, we've we've spoken about a lot of championships that um, teams have come back from losing a final to win the following year. Now Munger mm. obviously lost two finals in a row, which is different, but like eventually. You will make that that breakthrough, I think, and I think like Tar Griffin's inter intermediate football that it could be Munger's year. But they're, again, they're as you said, they're fascinating um, ties. Looking um, mm. at the other grades, then you obviously have the Junior A and Junior B Championship: Adair versus a Han and Galtic Gales versus a Tay. Adair and Galtic Gales were winners in the first round. A Han and a Tay open up their their campaign, or a Han begin their campaign, um, and then the Junior B Championship: you've Ula second side versus Croom. Croom are making their bow in the championship. Gerald Griffins versus Monaghan's second side. Palace Green versus Ballylanders B. And then you've the meeting of Father Casey's and Drunk Colors second side. And um, we touched on these championships um, last or two weeks ago, Matt, just about having the B teams in it and that you want to see more more teams. But in, in the likes of Croom there, you, you have a, a relatively new team. Um, can they make a shock in the grades or? Yeah, they're speaking to one or two people that are connected with it. They're, 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 there's certainly um, no lack of enthusiasm there, Jack, and, and no lack of enthusiasm to to get the club up and get it into a solid footing. So um, I, I, I would be expecting that Croom will, will be contenders in, at that level. But um, the, the, the surprise there when you look at the Junior B Championship, Jack, is the fall from grace of Gerald Griffins. Mm. Um down to Junior B, like they, 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 they've they've had such success in the past. Um, uh, like it, 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 it is some fall to see them down at Junior B level now, but um, whether they're contenders or not, 
I, I, I just don't know. But I, I think from an organisational point of view and from an enthusiasm point of view, I think um, Coombe will be right up there. Yeah, and Joe Griffiths obviously were beaten by Ula second side in, in the first round, so they'll be hoping to pick up a, a first win. And look, again, we'd love to go through all these games in, in great depth, but we have to, to focus on the knockout stages. And it's 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 probably good in a way that, <coughs> that the group stages of one championship are starting as the knockout stages in, in the others are on. So you can actually give the, the knockout stage games probably their, their fair due and talk about them in, in greater detail. Um, that's the football for the weekend. Um, what about relegation, Jack? I, I was oh, hoping you'd spare. I was hoping you'd spare me. Well, I won't ask you to lay a prediction. I completely forgot about relegation, um, and I'll just we'll just go on to the the senior one because obviously you will have um, a special connection to that. Um, we'll go on to that secondly. Firstly, you saying Kieran's versus Napierschigan. When I was doing a write up for this during the week, and no respect to, to Napierschigan, they're obviously dealing with uh, a one of a kind hurling side and. I don't think there's any crossover, or if there is, very little between the two sides. But they've been threatening relegation for a number of years now, and St. Kieran's have been stalwarts of the senior championship. Um, can you see the Pearson causing the upset, or will it be another relegation final for them? I think it will. I I I I, I think it will. Um, like you know, you touched on it there. Um, they're seeing a hurling team like. Uh, they're, they're special, Jack. I've seen them in both games. You know, they 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 are special. But having said that, um, like the Pearson play a very very nice brand of football, which um, no matter what the circumstances are, whether it be um, it be um, championship, be it knockout or be it relegation, they don't compromise on it. And I have seen them. I have seen them in 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 relegation in the past. And they have diced with relegation now in three of the last four years. So, um, like you, you eventually fall through the cracks when you, when 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 you do that kind of thing. But um, they're, they're going to make it awkward for St. Kieran's. Now, the one thing that we that we, we forget about St. Kieran's in in um, is that they you can't forget that they lost both of their group group games. This year by a point. But Jack, you cannot also ignore the fact that they had an injury list from hell mm. right through the campaign, which, you know, that they will be hoping. Um, and I, I'm talking about some of their, their, their top players now um, uh, have, were, were missing through injury. And obviously they'll be hoping to have some of those back but I'm I'm going for St. Kieran's to to do the business on 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 um, at the weekend and and um, condemn Napierce into a relegation final. Yeah, I, I can see past St. Kieran's and after playing against them, like and as you said with that injury list, like you like they're very unlucky. Like they're they were two kicks of the ball away from being in a quarter final this weekend, and I think that's probably where more where they're at, and Napierce are probably. The, the relegation is kind of where they're at these days. Um, the other one then, obviously... So, will we, will we go to the intermediate, so, Jack? <laughs> I don't know if we've time to look at all the, all the intermediate, but um, obviously, Bally Landers versus Galbally, um, again, close your heart, and you spoke about the joy that Ken Roo gave you at the weekend, but I suppose it's more fear this weekend um, with Bally Landers. But, like, last year, Bally Landers were in the county final, and Galbally were in the county semi-final, and one of those sides 
will be in a relegation final um, um after Sunday, but or yeah, after Sunday, like it, it's mad. It can it can turn around. Like um, our Galatasaray are in a relegation final in seventeen. We're obviously in the final the following year, but it's not a place you want to be, and it's a very very hard game to call. Very very hard game because you have you have the dynamic of of near neighbors, and you talk about near neighbors. These are these are clapped up against each other like the villages of Ballylanders and Galbley are less than three miles apart. Um, you know that that that'll give you an idea uh, of 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 how close they are. And um, you know to a point, Ballylanders is is surrounded because as you know, Galbley and Gary Spillane are joined in football. Um, every place they look around them, there is, there is evidence of Galbley. Um, um, look. There can be no excuses, Jack. Um, Galbley and Ballylanders are contesting the semi-final of the relegation playoff because they couldn't even pick up a single point between them in 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 the group stages of the competition, and yeah. like that represents to me a huge fall from grace um, for teams that were, as you rightly pointed out, both of them contested the semi-finals last year and one of them contested the final. You know, all right, you can put it down to hard luck, you can put it down to this, that, and the next thing. But that type of thing shouldn't in reality be happening, Jack. But it is what it is, and they've got to face up to it. It's going to be a very, very difficult game to call. Ballylanders have had the upper hand in recent years, um, particularly um, when it came to the South Senior Football Championship. Um, that, that, that there hasn't been many great other titanic battles between them, but um, I, if you ask me to make a prediction, and it's it's my heart and my head thinking in the one play, in the one way this time, I, I think that Bally will just share it. Yeah, Ballanders aren't a side that I'd want to meet in relegation um, playoff, but either are Galbally. Um, I'm not going to keep track of predictions for that, so I'm just going to leave myself out of that for, before I prove myself a fool again. But like they're titanic, they're titanic battles, and it just shows the close nature of the senior football championship. And it probably doesn't get the hype that the, the hurling does, and, and that's fair because the hurling is probably a different level. But like, yeah, you, but would never, you, you wouldn't see Napierschig in a relegation final in the hurling, whereas you could see any team in the relegation for the football, it makes it that more even and that more that bit more open. Like, but um. We've but you see, the, the, this COVID thing has changed everything so much. Who would have thought that we'd have Cork and Limerick contesting the All-Ireland seeing a hurling final? And we had, and now who, who would think the Ballylanders and Galbally after last year would be contesting the relegation semi-final? The only redeeming feature for, for, for Ballylanders and Galbally, Jack, is that it's a semi-final. The yeah. loser has another chance. Yeah, we, we'll rem I'll remain on, on the fence for them. We've 50 minutes on the clock already. A, so guilty, a guilty Galesman, a guilty Galesman said to me recently he, he was he was decrying the fact that um the, the Galbley and Ballylanders were in relegation. He said here in the south for years we were trying to get the three teams up. And now when 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 we're um when there's up there's two of them, three of them are up, he said there's two of them now in relegation, but he said, Thank God at least one of them will be safe after the first game. Yeah, we'll be guaranteed to have two South teams. We could even have a South winner um, for 2022. But we've 51 minutes now on the clock of football. We slept through predictions. But just to turn our attention um, to Camogie and Hurland for a few minutes, um, 
We obviously had the kickoff in the Camogie Championships um, last weekend. I'll get the results up there. We can just discuss them. There was wins for champions <coughs> for Lidi, a narrow win over Cranabal and Gary. There was a draw for the last two winners of the Intermediate Championship. But there, the striking result is the first you see. Newcastle West, 220, a hand, 1-3. Um, Newcastle weren't long laying down a marker, were they? No, no. Um, I, I think probably that, that they made an early statement. Like, because this is the, this was a battle of the 2019 and 2018 champions. Yeah, the 2019 um, final. Sorry, I repeated. Well, yeah, the 2019 final. But um, um, it, it was a massive, massive, massive win for Newcastle West. But you know, I, I'm not. I can't say I'm awfully surprised. Um, yeah. Because when when you see the players that they have at their disposal, and I mentioned earlier on about the return of Rebecca Lee, of Cameron O'Leary, the Limerick captain there, and and you have the Lees, and you know you. You, you, you have an awful plethora of, 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 of very, very good players, but um, um, it, it seems to be a bit of a fall from grace. Um, of, of I, I suppose it's a combination of two things that result, Jack, is that, that Newcastle West are, 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 are driving on and, and that there's a certain fall off in, in the, um, on, on, the, on the part of um, a hand. Now, Krakora and Bruff, uh, six points all. A draw. Both both sides would be entitled to be happy. Um, yeah. um, I, I saw Bluff last year in in the county final. I at that stage they thought they'd be playing intermediate again last year or this year. That there was no promotion. I thought it would have been a travesty if if that was the case because I felt it was an opportunity for them and that that they were fit enough. <laughs> to make this make the step up and um at least they've got a point out of it and um they they will probably be happy enough but we shouldn't ignore the significance of the third result there um mm. Kilidi, 10 points um Granabell and Gary, nine points like this is a star studded Kilidi team we see the number of players that they provided to the county um uh, to the county senior and the county intermediate teams, but like there's a huge, huge tradition of of Camogie down in 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 um, in Granabell and Gary, and they are the queens of the court at club level in in this county. And by God, they really put it up to them. And um, you know, you you the like a Sarah Carey back and and somebody that we all know in this business, um, the 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 county PRO. And Limerick's 2014 All-Ireland winning captain Fiona Hickey made her return after giving birth to Cahill during the summer and kept a clean sheet. Returned oh, in gold. Not, not many people can say they, they've achieved that. Um, yeah, there was some... Again, uh, against, against the star-studded star um, Kilidi forward mean, line. Yeah, You must remember Valerie Shanahan was on that uh, who scored goals for fun. During the All Ireland Junior Championship this year, but did not beat Fiona. Yeah, like look again. We'll be talking about it um, next week. The, the results. Um, again, first round early doors. Newcastle laid out a statement, but Kilidi got the win. Nicola and Bruff probably aimed for that game and got a draw, so both of them can be relatively pleased. Just looking at results elsewhere, Maru Bohor had a seven-point win over Bally Grand. Kilidi beat Newcastle West second side two thirteen to one seven. Last year's losing finalist. Capamore started with a win over Mona Lean and Temple Danton 
were four point victors over Croke, Gilfinney, and a goal fest. Moving on to the junior championship, then, um, Calbally were 6 13 to 4 11 winners over Blackrock Effin in another goal fest, and Adair um, were big winners over Patchwell 2 21 to 2 9 in the junior A. I have it both down as junior A, that should be junior B. Um, Granabell and Gary Nakaderi played out a draw. Dune had a big victory over Bally Brown. Kilmallock had three points to spare over Turnafulla and Brough beat Monaline. And in the 12 aside, then Kalidi were big winners over Munger St. Paul's. And Krikora had a big win over Ahan. And Matt, before the, before the second round next week, we'll, we'll look at, at those games in depth. I'm just aware that we've we've nearly an hour on the clock and we, we've more to do. But was there any standout results there? Is it a bit early to tell? A bit early to tell. Capamore um, uh, runners up last year. Um, you know, that was an impressive result. But I think an equally impressive result there was the result of, of, of Temple Danton beating Croke Kilfinney. Mm. Um, Temple Danton are fastly emerging as, as a camogie force and they've come up the hard way through, through the ranks. And of course, they, 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 they have the Corton sisters and and Stephanie Wolf to lead lead the charge, so they could be in a good place. And certainly, I I, I would see them as potential contenders along with Capmore and possibly I wouldn't write off Croke and Finney either at this point. Yeah, you well look, it's definitely early doors to, to be right now for team. Um, that's the Camogie that started over the weekend. Obviously, it's every second week with the ladies' football. The football is this weekend. We'll have Camogie again um, next weekend. We spoke last week just. It's a brilliant system. Now there probably could be a bit of burnout for dual players, but in the COVID season, um, that can't really be helped. Moving on to the hurling, and I don't want to talk too much about the hurling because we'll we'll probably we'll do it in full next week anyway with uh, return of the hurling, and we might even have to have a second show match with just <laughs> everything that's on. But mm. we've Napiershig and Dune into the semi-finals. They topped their groups, and Dune had a win over a hand, and Napiershig were big winners over Belly Brown. And you spoke about um. The quality in the Pierschig, and then we have two Mountwater in quarterfinal ties next weekend. Um, Adair, Patrick Swell, and Kilmallock, South Liberties. Just, um, just on the Pierschig performance, are they still your favorites after the weekend? Yeah, absolutely, Jack. Absolutely, they, they've done more uh, to they, cement they, that. They, they, were, they were without um, uh, seven players, they were without six. Um, <coughs> against Kilmallock, that number had stretched to seven against Bally Brown. Um, I thought they were f- absolutely efficient uh, in the way that they went about their business. Um, I would say that, you know, it, it, it's debatable how far below their best that that they were, but they, 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 they certainly were well below it, in my opinion. There, there's, there's another notch in them, which is, which is awesome. And I, I think that the, the injury list I'm hearing may be about to shorten some bit. And um, it will give you an idea of the bounty of riches that Kieran Birmingham will have at his disposal when he'll come to pick the team to play against whoever they'll play in the semi-final. And uh, it's quite evident to me that the people that have come in in replace of those that are out injured, um, they jealously want to hold on to the jerseys. Because I was very, very impressed with the performance of Emmett McAvoy. He, he has he has played two games now, and um, he certainly stepped on last last Saturday night. I was impressed with Sean Long, who came on as a sub against Kilmallock and started the other night, and I was hugely impressed, Jack. Um, I was hugely impressed with the performance of Keith Dempsey. 
the younger one of the the, the Dempsey brothers. And um, just mentioning the Dempseys, we did say at the outset of this competition, Jack, that um, you know we were we were talking about um, the way David Dempsey lit up the championship. In my view, in 2020, he's done it already in 2021. And we're not into the semi. We're not. We're only into the quarterfinals. I think he, he had a game for the ages um, last last Saturday evening. I think he ended up with two four, but uh, all from play. But apart from that, and it wasn't just what he put beside his name. It was the contribution Jack that he made around the field was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, and we did say that David MC was a standout player in the championship last year, and. He is every year and he, he scores goals um, for fun for an appearance. And we just have a comment in there from, I don't know if it's a real account or a fake account, but it says uh, Green Flags Mulcahy with another goal, lads. That's, I presume, referring to Nan Mulcahy in Mungers. They made a three from three in the Premier Intermediate. They were the only team to do so. They, they're they into the semi final. Yeah, he's, as- he's, 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 he has five goals from three games. He plays Glenroon the next round. Will the will will the run continue? I don't know. I, I they're against Glenroon. I'm I'm sure you'll be hopeful that it won't continue. And obviously the other semi-final then is Newcastle West versus Catmore. And as I said, we'll look at all these games in depth um next weekend. But they're on next weekend. Like um I don't know what the original fixture list was, was it have the football run out, but the hurling is on again next weekend. And then I'm just looking at it here on my screen, the quarterfinals in the intermediate championship. Um Groom, Granabal and Gary, Brewery versus Palace Green, Crokel Finney, last year's in, or Junior A champions against last year's losing finalists in the Fierschig, and then Nakaderi versus Effin and all the relegation um, semi finals. And all those fixtures are on the website there if you want to just check them out. But again, we'll be, we'll be touching on them in great detail. It's a, it's a massive, it's, it's, it's a massive weekend. And, and um, you know, it's a massive weekend this weekend and again next weekend and spoiled for choice. But, um, we, you know, it has been precipitated by the by by the advent of of, of COVID, but what it's doing, Jack, at the moment, and I, and I have found it in the last two weeks, and you probably have found it as well. It, it, it it's generating a debate among the ordinary fans anywhere about the wisdom of otherwise of the split season. I've yeah. heard a number of people talking about it. Because um, it's mainly, I have to say, people, one person even actually rang me about it. Um, uh, It's mainly brought about by the fact that there are so many big matches on together and that, you know, the the fellow that goes to them three matches every weekend, you know, he's he's missing, he feels he's missing out or he or she feels that they're they're missing out on an awful lot. um, you know, the split season is fine um, if the GA are not wedded uh, to having the All Ireland finals in August, because um, in many ways it will mean that you know it won't be a split season as, as such. It would be seven and five, and again the the, the clubs would be somewhat curtailed and condensed. And like I, I think there's a genuine desire. Um, from talking to clubs around the county um, to give us back the championship that we used to have, particularly at senior and at the intermediate levels where you had six in a group and five games. I think that that, that there is a desire out there for that. But, you know, if this split season is to continue on the way that it it was this year, 
that will hardly be possible, Jack. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. You want to see as many games as possible, but um, I think the split season suits the players more. It's kind of a, a catch twenty two. With we play all if you play GA all year round, but it's just not feasible for players that are playing with their county to be playing all year round. Like they have to get their rest as well. But um, it's a debate for another day. We have look to be fair to Limerick, and we say it every week. They've they've ran off their championships without a glitch so far for two years running and. They have all their fixtures laid out already um, over a week and a half in advance just so people can get ready and teams compare and do their due diligence. But again, we'll talk about the hurling next week in full. As I said, we might even have to do a separate one just for the hurling and then a one for look back on the, on the football. But that's that's next week's problem. Or not, or not problem, that's for next week. Um, we'll move on to my favorite part, which is the predictions. Um, I'm still slightly ahead, Matt, after last weekend. Again, you close the gap with uh, an extra win. We both said in the Pierce against Dune. I went for Kildano Palace Kenry. They lost by two points a dare. You had a dare. We both said Mungret. We both said your beloved Glenru. Um, I did fancy Brough to get a win before the relegation final, and they did just that against Newcastle West. And obviously, Captain Moore, victorious over Mrubo, or you call that. I went the other way. Um, going into this weekend, Matt, it'll be all about the football. We'll do the eight games being the senior football championship um and the intermediate football championship so we'll start with as we did earlier in order and you can discuss more about the senior and you can talk about the intermediate because we totally bypassed that earlier on but starting with casey's versus monoline um who will win and by how much monoline by three monoline by three as easy as that um i better take note of this um i actually have gone the other way i've gone for father casey's um we talked about monoline a lot I think over the years and they've they've failed us. Um I'm saying that now if they hear this, they'll have another another bit of motivation. But I think Father Casey's just with that first round win against Galbally, um, I know how good Newcastle can be. I just think um they haven't been in the semi final in a while. They'll rue that loss to Ballyseen last year. I'm just going with Father Casey's. Um then on Saturday, Galti Gales versus Ula. Um I said earlier I think Galti are favourites. I'm gonna go for a one point Galti Gales win. Two girls. Two girls. Um, and it would be it would be a great achievement for Gelty to um for to get into a semi final. In fantastic, their, absolutely fantastic. And then talking about uh, achievements, Newcastle West plus Clahan, Clahan first year to get into a semi final. I'm going for Newcastle West by four there, Jack. Yeah, I have Newcastle West um by five, just like the experience tells a lot in these games and for Clahan to avoid the relegation altogether and to get a knockout stage game in their first year back is a huge achievement. Huge, absolutely. And then obviously um, we have Ballystein versus Adair. You know which way I'm going. I'm going for a one-point Ballystein victory. Will you go Can, against us again? Is there any facility in this contest for passing? <laughs> no, you 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 your day out Melisine done now, so you don't have to worry about offending us anymore. You call unfortunately, un, un, unfortunately, and tell Alan Q, I'll buy him a pint if <laughs> if I'm wrong. Um, I'm going for a dare by three. A dare by three. Yeah, look, there are our favourites, but um, you have to go at your own, and I think there's a result in Melisine, and hopefully it will prove right. Um, yeah, um, well, I, I you know they're they're, they're they're tough customers. And you know, Hader will be very, very, very aware of that. Yeah, 
They'll definitely be aware of it, I suppose. Because um, it, it's it's part of the success of a dare is that they, that they don't underestimate anybody and they're totally professional about how they go about their business, you know? Yeah, hopefully they'll do a bit of underestimating this weekend and mm. um, we can take advantage of it. But look, four great games. Um, you can see by the, the winning margins there that they promise to be close encounters. Um, we've then the two results, we've gone different ways. In the intermediate championship then, you've Rack Yield versus Drum Broadford. And this would have been a senior fixture as recently as three or four years ago, realistically. 2017 was a senior fixture. Yeah. Um, Raquel were obviously relegated that year and Drum went down last year. Who will be making that step closer to getting promoted again? I think I think Raquel. I'm giving Raquel by a point. Raquel by a point. I have Raquel by one point. Or I have Raquel by two. You have Raquel by a point. Um, yeah, it's very, it's very touch and go. Um, very, very, very touch and go. And another one I think is um, extremely touch and go is Munger St. Paul's versus Kalina Palace Kinnery. And I think a lot of it has to do with Kalina Palace Kinnery's last day there in the hurling. Now, I know they have a county cup final, but in the grand scheme of things, I think this game is probably more important for the club as a whole. Um, they'll have their hurlers back. They'll probably have their two All-Ireland winning hurlers as well, who are well able to play football. And we saw them in the, in the junior championship in 2018. I'm still going for Mungret by, but just by a point in this city derby. I'm going, going, going with Mungret by five. By five? Yes. That's a comprehensive one. Um, I think we kind of single out Mungret as one of the favourites earlier in the year, but I think Kildaima having the hurdles does make them that more potent, and I wouldn't be surprised if Kildaima won it, but they're both going for Mungret. Um, the next two games, I think, are fairly more are more straightforward. You have Gerald Griffins versus Bruff. We'd single out your Griffins as the early favourites. Um, you can't really go against them this weekend. Griffins by six. Yeah, I have Jar Griffins by ten, and that's no disrespect to Bruff, but just that's where the teams are. And then Saint Sennens versus Palace Green. Saint Sennens alongside Jar Griffins um, were probably the the most comprehensive um, team in the group stages. I've gone for Sennens by eight. It's a lot, but I just fancy their score and power. Um, no, I have more respect for Palace than uh, than. Uh, Palace are dogged that dogged side when they come to the knockout championship I'm, I'm, I'm going for Sinnons but I'm only going for Sinnons by four Jack Sinnons by four yeah I know I like that again any result I put no. down it's not to go with any disrespect intended for any team I just think um, St. Sinnons have a, have a lot of scoring power um, and have been there thereabouts for a lot of years. We're obviously senior as recently as 2019, I'm going to say, the year they got relegated. Um, whereas Palace probably Absolutely, haven't Absolutely, yeah. And you, you recall that the previous year, actually, their first year opened in 2018. Um, they were distinctly unlucky to miss out on the quarterfinals on scoring difference. Yeah. Which could have changed their whole... Could have changed what, what we're talking about now. You know, had they qualified for the quarterfinals that year, um, but they slipped into relegation then the following year. So, um, you know, they 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 have been dicing with it up there now. At, you know, um, yeah, they, at, they, they the actually drew with it there that year in Newcastle and had a man sent off. And I yeah. remember they gave it there a very soft goal, yeah. and they were defending champions at the time and went on to win the championship. So, yeah. very very fine marriages in the football in Limerick. Um, we'll probably leave it at that, Matt. I don't think there's anything else we're missing. We've been on now for an hour and ten. So much gotten through. Probably a lot we've missed. Um, we can only apologise for that. But there, yeah, you have to focus on the upper tiers. There'll be previews on the website. Um, Matt will have previews in the papers as well for anyone that wants more. 
Um, but I think we'll leave it there, Matt. Again, many thanks to you, and hopefully we can see each other again this weekend. <laughs> um, I missed you last weekend. I had to go away just after you had finished um, launching the book to go to Adair and Palace, uh, Palace Henry. But um, hopefully it'll be wins for Ballystein and Ballylanders this weekend. But um, and we'll, we'll, that... we'll, we'll have broad smiles then next week, Jack. Yeah, and for everyone that has tuned in. Um, That's and has... for the we might be, hopefully we'll be in the Cougar. Yeah, hopefully. Actually, I forgot about that. Uh, you didn't have to watch all the videos this like week. We, 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 we have pro we have promised that the podcast will be in the Cougar if we win the Cougar, either one of us. Yeah, please, God. But um, anyways, a huge thanks to everyone that has tuned in. Next week, we could have two podcasts. It depends what the fixtures are like for the football. If the football is played next weekend, we'll have a whole host of games that we won't be able to have one podcast, whether you like that or that's good news, free or bad news. Um, I wouldn't mind talking about the games in more detail, but again, a huge thank you to you, Matt, and to everyone that tuned in, and we'll be in touch soon. Thank you. Thanks, Jack. The impression the game we get all with what you put into is like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Phil Kenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods, and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Charlie Buckley. Let me spend out there from the war court today. No more about in the mid all the run, that was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. No 